0: Welcome to the Hockey News Action Show presented by Bet MGM and McKenny Hockey. I'm Mike Stevens. This is Rachel Dory. Rachel, how are you
1: doing? I'm doing well, Mikey. How was your weekend?
0: It was lovely. You know, just a great time with, you know, with laughter and, and companionship and all. Um, <laughs> the, the NHL, though, never sleep, sleeps. Um, and so we are obviously going to get you set for just a fun little slate of games here. Uh, and why don't we start with in an Atlantic division matchup uh, a, a, a matchup that will have big playoff implications already for uh, one of the teams playing the home team if you will it's Toronto and uh, Buffalo big game here slight edge for Toronto on the money line as you say here Rachel take us through this game
1: yeah so Toronto Buffalo uh, they're actually some of my favorite games to watch there's a unique rivalry there and now Um, Buffalo's got a couple of really, really good young players, Tage Thompson, Dylan Cousins, obviously Rasmus Dallin and Owen Power. Um, so I just think it's going to be a great matchup. It was a great matchup when Matthews was playing Eichel, but now I think, um, Buffalo has a few more pieces. So games that were already kind of a a rivalry series are are going to be even better. It's the, the nice QEW rivalry series. And yeah, there is a slight edge on the Toronto money line. Um, If you can, I think the line should be probably closer to minus 190 in favor of Toronto. So if you can get them at shorter odds than that, uh, there are so, there's some value there. I know a lot of books have them at about 175 uh, to 180, and so I I would be looking uh, just at that on on a matchup perspective. We do expect that Ilya Samsonov will play um, Uko Pekalukan tonight, and he's been very good for them. Um, but I do think that th- this will be a good game and, it, and obviously uh, Toronto's favored here.
0: Absolutely. I mean, this is, uh, you know, there's a lot of factors here. Obviously Toronto's looking to rebound from a bit of a disappointing loss to Chicago on Sunday, whereas uh, Buffalo's coming off Western Road Trip. So they're pretty, they're pretty tired, but, you know, two teams really fighting for it here. Potential Ryan O'Reilly revenge game, uh, considering this is his former team. Um, you think it's going to be a high scoring one?
1: Yeah, so like you mentioned, Buffalo's coming off that western road trip, and we've seen this traditionally um, where teams who are kind of on the eastern seaboard, uh, they go on this like long western road trip, they come back and they're in a bit of a letdown spot, whether it's your sleeping patterns are all messed up because you've been out there, um, you've got the long flights, so you've got flight legs like that, that is something that happens, um, especially when you're flying for that amount of time. Uh, so they're in a bit of a letdown spot. Toronto was not great against Chicago over the weekend. Um, and so I, like, I think that this is kind of prime for Sheldon Keefe to tell his boys, like, hey, everybody just kind of take a breath and relax. Let's go out there and play our game. And in Buffalo, like, they're they're really well coached by Don Granato. Mm-hmm. But I still see a little bit of loosey-goosiness. We see that with every team. It's not just Buffalo. And so when you've got that loosey-goosiness and Toronto's probably feeling themselves a little bit I wouldn't be surprised to see both teams score two here. Definitely wouldn't be surprised um, to see six, seven, eight goals in this game. Uh, if you can get the number at over six, um, I would take that because if they score six, then you push. But otherwise, anything over that, and uh, you're gonna win your bet. And so for me, I think it's gonna be a super entertaining game. Could absolutely see like a a four-three or a five-three kind of scoreline. So that's definitely something I'm looking at here.
0: Now, as someone who tends to really kind of rake against the, the Sabres, that's John Tavares, uh, you know, point point-per-game player versus Buffalo in his career, spent, spanning you know, his time with the Leafs and with the Islanders. Uh, he's you know He's got the, the over-under set at, uh, at, at uh, 0. 0.5 points. I think we are smashing the over on that?
1: Yeah, so he's got 46 points in 39 games against Buffalo. That's nuts. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good for John Tavares, who hasn't traditionally been that point-per-game guy, um he just loves playing buffalo and so um i looked at you, so he's pretty consistent so for me um like i said i think buffalo's in that letdown spot i think that the toronto top six has been rejuvenated a little bit with the addition of ryan o'reilly um and so for me yeah john Tavares over a half a point i think whether it's on the power play or at even strength he probably cashes that here um he's been someone who's shooting the puck a ton lately um Whether it's a goal or an assist, um, he's pretty much touching the puck. Like, the offense kind of runs through him um, no matter what, whether it's Marner or Nylander kind of on his right. uh, He always seems to be able to touch the puck. So, for me, um, yeah, smash that over.
0: Very cool. All right, let's go do some shot props here. Matthews, obviously, be factoring in this a lot for Toronto. And then we got a couple on on Buffalo. Let's go Toronto's side first, though.
1: Yeah, so I like Austin Matthews here. Um, I didn't think he was very good um even the past couple games I don't think he's been at his best um I think this is a good spot for him to rebound he seems to love playing Buffalo he's pretty much a point per game versus every team but for whatever reason he's he seems to be the guy in the moment versus Buffalo um and so for me I look to him um over four and a half shots I think there's some value there now that he's kind of been freed up I think um wouldn't be surprised to see O'Reilly play um As a shutdown guy, Noel Achari as well on the fourth line. So I think he's not going to have to have that head-to-head matchup against a Thompson or a Cousins or anything. And he's probably going to be able to just go to town on on whatever matchups he's given. And so for me, yeah, between the power play and, and even strength matchups, over four and a half shots for me.
0: Absolutely. All right. And then we got, obviously, the Buffalo side, starting with maybe a guy like Alex Tuck
1: yeah, so Alex Tuck's um, been sneaky good for the Sabres this year. He's one of the fastest guys in the league. I think he should be in the in the fastest skater competition every year. Um, he's a guy that can really fly up the wing and and Toronto's d, um while they are mobile, they have issues with guys who are this fast. Think about Jordan Cairo had some success against them. Um, and so, like obviously, you think Connor McDavid, naturally speaking, but I think he's a guy that's going to be able to get shots off the rush in a back and forth game. Victor Olafson's a guy who's really kind of found his stride over the past few weeks. Um, he's getting power play time. He's getting some better, even strength uh, matchups and he's a guy that really shoots the puck. He shoots it well. Um, that's kind of his one dimension on offense. And so I think he's in a good spot. And then naturally speaking, our Tage Thompson and Dylan cousins kind of drive the bus here uh, on offense for the Sabres. And so if the Sabres are going to have any hope in in, in scoring tonight, um, Tage Thompson and Dylan Cousins are going to have to be a huge part of that. And so those are the four guys I'd look to on Buffalo. Toronto's pretty good at keeping uh, defenseman shots either blocked or to the outside. And so I don't really see any value on the Dulleen or power shot props tonight.
0: Very interesting. All right, let's move on to Anaheim and Tampa Bay. Uh, the Battle of sunny locales really uh line is the the money line here is is a little interesting Rachel why don't you take us through that
1: yeah so I mean Tampa's Tampa right like we we've established that they're a Mm -hmm. cup contender I think anybody who says otherwise is might be a silly goose um this line in my opinion should probably be closer to minus 700 which would make them the biggest favorites of the year Anaheim is playing on a back-to-back and they played like they played an overtime game in Florida yesterday. So now mm-hmm. they're traveling. Um, this line is juice. The actual puck line is two and a half. I, I'm always hesitant two and a half because winning by three goals is asking a lot of any NHL team. In a, in a league where there is a lot of parity, I would mm-hmm. recommend taking them at one and a half. To me, taking Tampa at minus 520, that's a ton of juice. And though I do think that they win, I would be shocked if they didn't. To me, that's a lot of juice to be giving up when you can get minus one and a half. Um, Anaheim was like, yes, they got a point in OT yesterday, which they probably didn't want in the grand scheme of things. Right. But (laughs) they got outshot 55 to 32. That's like, (laughs) (sighs) so not only do you have that, like all of the Panthers yesterday, their shooters went over their numbers. Carter Verhage, Matthew Kachuk, Sasha Barkov, um, Sam Reinhardt, like, Aaron Eckblad, Gustav Forsling, like, all over the number, Brandon Montour, like, if you just hit the over in every single game, I think I saw it on Twitter, somebody just took over everything in that game, and they hit because the Panthers got 55 shots, like, that's, that's kind of nuts, and so, I mean, the goalie is not getting a reprieve tonight, which means he's, he's not gonna get pulled in a back-to-back situation unless there's an injury, so, I think we're taking the over on saves here. We're probably expecting Tampa to shoot the puck a lot tonight, aren't we? I think
0: we are, yeah. And and like you said, <laughs> will we not getting pulled in the back-to-back? I mean, you might as well smash the over on saves there because uh, uh, it's not John Gibson, obviously, but it'll be, what, Anthony Stallers or something? It, he, going yeah, to... Yeah, and... Cream.
1: It's... Yeah, I mean... He might have 27 saves in the first period. Like, that's yeah. not out of the realm of possibility. Um, Florida had more shots in the third period yesterday than Anaheim had, like, all game leading into overtime. That, that's, that's how long it was. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, if you're looking at it, like, I'm not even touching Anaheim shooters other than maybe Frank Vetrano in this case. But Brandon Hagel at two and a half, Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, and Braden Point at three and a half, even Victor Hedman. Like, you look at these five guys, they all play power play time. Um, I don't think we really need to talk about matchups. Anaheim averages giving up 40 shots a game. Um, you're t- And you're talking about a team in Tampa Bay who is really good at getting shots through, uh, funnels the puck to the net. That's a huge staple of John Cooper's system. To me, um, I'm following suit with what the Panthers did yesterday and I'm taking the over on all of Tampa's big boys.
0: Yeah. And then obviously, you know, when it comes to goals, you think that the two top guys on, on Tampa Kucherov and Brayden Point, they might be in for, in for a bit of a feast tonight.
1: Yeah. I also, so there's three guys that I think I value, but I, I, I bring up Kucherov and point they're both at plus money right now. And I mean, if we're expecting Tampa to shoot the puck 45 to 50 times, um, naturally speaking like you would think that Kucherov and Point are going to get in at some point the other guy I like is Brandon Hagel he's been pretty hot of late Mm -hmm. um and those are guys like I expect Tampa to probably score four or five goals today and so um you gotta think that Kucherov and Point are going to be heavily involved in that whether that's on the power play even strength those are guys that um I think have value about plus 130 uh as an anytime goal scorer and so uh, that's that's definitely a prop that I'd look at. I usually steer away from goal-scoring props, but that's a little juicy right now.
0: Gotta love it. All right, let's move on to the Devils and the Canadians. Obviously, the Canadians got hammered by the Leafs on Saturday night. Uh, the Devils, they're, they're feeling it right now. They got Jack Hughes back, heavily favored to win this game. The money line's a little interesting, as we've talked about recently. Rachel, take us
1: through it. Yeah, so... Usually when, when you've got a heavy favorite, like we've been through uh, with Tampa yeah. and uh, with Toronto, it, there's some, there's some juice on that line, specifically with Tampa, obviously. In this particular case, I think the line should be about minus 300. And right now it's about minus 345 in favor of the devils. I think that's way too much juice for me to be laying there. So I'd stay away from the money line. Um if you like the one and a half, you can go one and a half, but keep in mind that we don't know if Blackwood or Vanacek is starting. And I think that anytime I see Mackenzie Blackwood in net, I pull my bet off the board mm. pretty quickly. Um, so you always like to figure out who the starting goaltenders are. I do expect it'll be Vitek Vanacek, but we just don't know. And that's not something with that much juice that, that you should be uh, thinking about laying Um the Montreal goaltending has been actually pretty good of late. Uh, Sam Montembeau has been fantastic this year. And mm-hmm. so um, New Jersey has been giving up far more shots lately than they did at the beginning of the season. Um, and I still think that we're in for a couple goals each way here. Uh, there's just too much juice for me to take on the money line. And I don't think Montreal's good enough that it warrants a bet uh, value-wise for them to beat the Devils. <clears throat>
0: Now, when it comes to, to shots and uh, shot props and whatnot, something we love on this show, um, obviously the 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 Habs, they tend to get caved in. Their defense is that great. They're not a great team in general, whereas the uh, the Devils, they are volume shooters. You know, they have a ton of guys who just love to wire the puck in there. This might be a great spot uh, to, to do some shot props. Why don't we go through a couple of those?
1: Yeah, so like you mentioned, I mean, Montreal is one of the worst defensive teams this year. Uh, they play fast and loose um and new jersey is a team that that is able to take advantage of of that kind of style of play um they've lapsed defensively not in terms of goals given up but in terms of shots allowed so it's a little bit more back and forth but in terms of the matchup um like i said yesterday with florida um they were like it was like a 98 percent matchup like they were just banging in this one I, i'm looking at it it's it's almost an 80 percent matchup so these guys are close to 80 percent um hitting potential in this game so i'm looking at jack hughes he's returned from injury like you said over four and a half shots montreal gives up a ton in the middle a ton to centers jack hughes is a volume shooter uh dougie hamilton is one of the best shooters by like from a defensive standpoint in the league this year he's really got a knack for getting his shot through uh i really like him especially in power play spots nico he's as well um His line's at 2.5, so we've got a 2.5, a a 3.5, and a a a 4.5. That's a nice little uh, ladder. You can hit that on the same game parlay there. Um, I really like those spots uh, for those guys. They are the guys that have been uh, driving the bus in terms of the shooting for New Jersey, and so uh, that's kind of what I'm looking at, and obviously in that vein, um, whether it's Montembeau or Jake Allen tonight, I'm taking the over on saves. Um, I think New Jersey is going to... Um, kind of have a bit of a bounce back. They, they've they been struggling of late. And so I think they're going to be looking to kind of simplify their game, get pucks on net, crash the net, and, and generate from that standpoint.
0: Very cool. All right, let's go to the Carolina and St. Louis Blues game here. Carolina Hurricane, St. Louis Blues. Um, as always, there's some Moneyline shenanigans going on here. As always, Rachel, take us through it.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's always money line shenanigans going there's on. and We haven't really talked about value, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, this team's favored to win. Might as well just take that. Well, that's not always the case, right? Because if you look, yesterday was a great example. Um, the model that I uh, use had San Jose value because it thought Seattle was favored too much. And what happened yesterday, Mikey? San Jose won 4 nothing.
0: They sure did. Like, without... Yeah. Without hurdle or uh, or uh, uh, Meyer
1: exactly, and so sometimes you just have to believe in the model a lot of times um, it, that's why it's it's an algorithm right it doesn't take into mm-hmm. account gut feelings and in this case with Carolina um, anything shorter than three thirty five is value for me um I'm not sure whether Jordan Bennington is playing or not, but um he is not very good wow. and mm-hmm. Yeah, My- Mikey has his thoughts on Jordan Bennington. Um, so, Carolina, sure. if you can get 320, 330, anything like that, I'd be taking that. I think Carolina wins tonight. They're in a good matchup um, for style of play, uh, and St. Louis is going to really struggle tonight. So, I think generally speaking, Carolina. Is going to be able to generate in a way that St. Louis is just not, and the difference in goaltending between St. Louis and Carolina right now is a pretty big chasm. Mm.
0: Um,
1: so I think Carolina is heavily favored on the money line here, and rightfully so. Um, I would also consider taking them at minus one and a half.
0: Now, obviously, let's start with uh, some St. Louis shot props here. Starting with Ryan O'Reilly. Oh, he's gone. Uh, so let's start with Jordan. Yeah,
1: yeah all right, Jordan Cairo. So, yeah, Ryan O'Reilly is gone, Mike. And that's why Jordan Kairou's had to pick up the slack. Mm. The problem that we have is Carolina takes a ton of shots and they give up almost none. So St. Louis by the model that I use is 11% to hit their shot props tonight. Um, like they're just in a really poor matchup. Mm-hmm. Jordan Kyrou to get four shots is that's a lot for me. Uh, so I'm taking Jordan Kyrou under three and a half shots I think he's going to struggle, whether he's playing against Martinuk, Aho, Stepan. I think, I think he's going to struggle to generate the space to get the shots. And then if you get through those guys, you got to deal with Slavin and Pesci and Brent Burns. And that's not usually enjoyable either. And so for me, I think that St. Louis is really going to struggle. And it starts with their top guy. So I'm taking Jordan Cairo under three and a half.
0: Absolutely. All right. And then we obviously got some Carolina shot props here, starting with Seth Jarvis. What do you think?
1: Yeah, Jarvie Party. Um, I like Seth Jarvis a lot. He's been super consistent his last five games. He's got three shots every single game without fail, no deviation. Uh, in a situation where Caroline is in a good matchup for shots, he's playing with Aho and Sveshnikov. I really like Seth Jarvis here to hit his over again and continue on this three-plus shot train. Uh, so Seth Jarvis over two and a half. And the other guy I really like who's been really consistent for the Canes of late, especially Shve- and Nichash and Aho have kind of been up and down of late. Table Tara has been really, really good for Carolina lately. So I'm taking him over two and a half shots as well. I think he's going to be in a really good matchup, probably away from any of St. Louis's top end uh, kind of players. I think that matchup will probably end up going to Aho uh, or even one of the, the third or fourth line centers. Uh, so for me, Tevo Teravainen over two and a half shots, I think with the power play time and Carolina's dominance at even strength, he is going to be able to have quite the evening.
0: Not too shabby at all. All right, Rachel, finally, our final game of the slate here, Philadelphia and Edmonton, back-to-back uh, uh, here for Philly after a big win in Calgary with uh, Samuel Ursan in net. Um, so obviously, you know, a team that's playing in back-to-backs, we always talk, especially with travel, we always talk about, you know, some some wacky stuff here but there could be some other factors at play
1: yeah so um like you pointed out they're on a back-to-back and they had a big win in calgary um i'm not sure that that helps either team because Calgary's trying to get in the playoffs and philadelphia is very not trying to get into the playoffs um and so yes ursan was fantastic yesterday uh backstopping calgary or uh, backstopping philadelphia against calgary which means Carter Hart is playing tonight against Edmonton. He's very close to home. Um, traditionally, he has played well against um, Edmonton, whether it's in Edmonton or against Ed, uh, Edmonton in Philadelphia. I'm taking his over in saves tonight. Philadelphia struggles against teams who play fast, and if there is one thing Edmonton is good at, it's being very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, they love transition, uh, you, whether you look at McDavid, Seidel. Nugent Hopkins, Kayler Yamamoto, Ryan McLeod, like they all, we're talking about some really good skaters here. And so I think it's a really bad matchup for Philadelphia. Not only that, on the back end of a back to back, Carter Hart's going to be relied upon here. Um, whether his saves 29, 30, 31, I'm taking the over. I think Edmonton probably gets 42 to 43 shots tonight. And I don't see Carter Hart giving up 10 goals. So to me, I'm taking um, the over for Carter Hart. I expect he's going to have some family there. Um, And you know what? I think this is a good spot for him to kind of say, like, I, ursan has been good, but I am still Carter Hart.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. You know, both teams, obviously high scoring games. What are we taking here?
1: Yeah. So Philadelphia has been playing a ton of high scoring hockey, Uh, They've allowed four goals in, like, I think their last five games, with the exception of last night against Calgary, where they allowed three. So they're still allowing a lot. Uh, Edmonton is Edmonton. Um, Mm -hmm. They have a guy who currently has 101 points and he's played 56 games. Uh, So that's pretty good. So I'm taking both teams to score two here. And I'm also taking the Edmonton team total at over three and a half. I think that they're going to overwhelm Philadelphia, and Carter Hart's probably going to end up with 35 or 36 saves, but he's, gonna have, he's still going to end up with a 900 save percentage because they're going to give up 40 to 45 shots.
0: Awesome. Well, speaking of shots, let's go do some shot props.
1: Let's do it. Kayler Yamamoto's back, and he's back big time. So uh, Edmonton's expected to be without Evander Kane tonight. And in his absence, Taylor Yamamoto uh, will take over some of those shots from um, Evander Kane, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, uh, Zach Hyman. So he's playing on that second line with Leon Draisaitl. Draisaitl is one of the best, if not the best passers in the league. Um, Yamamoto's been shooting the puck since he's been back. So I'm taking him over two and a half shots. I think he's in a good spot here. Connor McDavid. I mean, we talked about transition play and playing fast. There's nobody in the league that plays faster than him. So, Over three and a half shots for me seems kind of like a no-brainer here. I think he's going to skate circles around guys like Kevin Hayes, Travis Konechny. Um, I just think that Philadelphia is really going to struggle to stop him. And heaven forbid they get on the power play, that power play is lethal. And that is why I'm taking both Zach Hyman and Ryan Nugent Hopkins to each have three plus shots. You could parlay those uh, for better odds. But I think with where they set up on the power play, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Zach Hyman playing with Connor McDavid, I think that line's going to dominate tonight. Um, so from an Edmonton perspective, those are the players I'm targeting.
0: Very yeah, cool. And then and then obviously a little bit of Philly action here. Take us through.
1: Yeah. So I mean, we do expect some River hockey. Uh, Owen Tippett's been really, really good and 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 really kind of a primary shooter. As the same with JVR, who they are trying to showcase so that they can trade. Um, both of those guys have their line set at two and a half. I like both of them to go over, whether it's on the power play or JVR at the net front. Um, he's been a guy who's really kind of trying to show his value and Philadelphia is trying to probably inflate it a little bit. So he's getting um, some opportunities and Owen Tippett's kind of grabbed hold of the opportunity that, that has been given to him this year. And so I really like those guys to both get three shots.
0: Very cool. All right. Now, before we, before we head out here, you had a couple other lines around the league you wanted to just hit on quickly. So do so.
1: Yeah, so Detroit's money line's got some value over Washington. Washington stumbled of late. They're really struggling, um, not only results-wise, but just generally speaking in the underlying numbers. So if you can get Detroit at plus 130 or higher, so plus 135, plus 140, that's got some value there. Um, Washington is expected to win, but it is much closer than what um, the books are saying, very similar to Seattle and San Jose yesterday. Uh, The books had Seattle winning. But it was very kind of close and um, it was closer than the books expected it to be. So I do think that there is a potential for a Detroit upset tonight. And then Vegas is playing Chicago and Chicago is one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Jonathan, Marcia, so Jack Eichel, Alex Petrangelo for shot props for me. I think they're in good shooting spots. Um, the team in general is in a good shooting spot. I think that Chicago is kind of coming off that high against the Leafs. Patrick Kane is playing extremely well. I would expect that to continue. Um, but those three guys are guys I would target for shot props in in the Vegas Chicago game.
0: Very cool. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the action show for today. If you want to check out any other awesome podcasts on the Hockey News uh, podcast network, go to the news.com/slash podcast. Our archives are there. Rachel. This was fantastic. Obviously, bet responsibly. Um, Use BetMGM for for all your betting needs. And Rachel, uh, we will see you later this week.